You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I remember going to see six uh, in, in New York about two weeks before Broadway shut down, it was still in previews and I hadn't seen it yet, but I'd listened to it. And I said, okay, what are we going to do with six? Like what's going to be, you know, the crossover. And then of course, like it happens in the, you know, second word of the show where she says beheaded. And I was like, ah, yes, we're going to cross that over with wicked because it works so well in the title sequence. And then, oh, the two, uh, you know, queens that lost their heads happen to be pink and green, which works so well with Glinda and Elphaba. So done. That one was like, the idea was nailed in the bag. Now we sit down and we do the design work. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or simply click the link in the description of this episode. The free trial is seven days where you'll interact with your own personal Broadway fitness coach going through workouts, whether that's at home or in the gym, getting some nutritional advice. And just seeing how you can marry the two elements of stage and fitness together. So once again, please take advantage of that free trial at builtforthestage.com. Follow us on the gram at builtforthestage or TikTok. We're having some fun over there at builtforthestage. And you can check us out on Twitter, BFTS Broadway. All right, exciting guest as always today. I think this is extremely appropriate for the times we are living in. Uh, He's going to be giving us some great stories and feedback on how he created what we know to be Parody Bill. Please welcome Craig Feldman. Hey, Craig. Hey, Roscoe. How are you? I'm great. So good to have you. Um, We did a giveaway for everyone listening. Maybe, oh, it's the pandemic. So all the months and years and days are blurring together. A couple of months ago, I I guess. Yeah, I think it was October. Yeah, we had this uh, Mean Curls shirt that we uh, released, and uh, I thought that it would go swimmingly with what Craig does over at Parodyville. Um, Actually, if you're listening to this right now, send us a DM at Bill for the Stage. Let us know you listened to this podcast, and uh, we'll send you over something from Parodyville in the house on Bill for the Stage. We'll we'll jump on uh, Craig's shop and uh, pick you something out. So if you're listening to this, DM us at Bill for the Stage. 
and uh, we'll get you something nice uh, from Parody Bill. So let's get into Parody Bill, Craig. All right, let's do it. Sounds great. Um, what's your background in in theater? Did you grow up performing? Were you just a fan? Tell us a little bit about just you know your your uh, relationship, I'll say, with theater. Absolutely. So I am a New Yorker, born and raised, grew up on Long Island, Nassau County. So just, you know, I like to say in the shadow of the greatest city in the world. And and so uh, as a New York child, grew up with Broadway, uh, loved the theater from early on in my early years. In fact, my first musical was Cats, way, way back in 1990. Some of you, I'm sure, listening to this were not even born yet. Uh, And I remember having this initial confusion, love, hate feeling about cats because I said, oh, I love Broadway. I love musicals as a kid, but this was the first one I ever got to see in person. And I said, is, is this what Broadway is? Luckily, uh, Cats was not my only musical for a very, very short period of time. And I got to see a few other shows right after that. And then I said, okay, I'm settled. I love it. Uh, and so growing up, I was into middle school and high school theater um, had a lot of fun with that. And then, um, of course have been a musical fan, you know, for the last many, many years. So Broadway blood runs deep within me. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So cats was your first, but not necessarily your favorite. What's your favorite musical favorite? I mean, that's a really tough question. I feel like it's one of those things where love the one you're with, uh, changes all the time, obviously, but some old favorites that have been tried and true through the years, little shop of horrors, into the Woods, Aida, uh, Hades Town, more recently, of course. Yeah. Okay. All, all uh, knockouts, all good ones, of course. I'm sure everyone listening uh, could agree. So I'm reading uh, from your website, parodybill.com. You can check that out in the description of this episode for everyone listening. Fall of 2017, you said that That's right. you went, you went to start. Mean Girl. Yeah. Mean Girls in Washington, D.C., um, I guess the out of, uh, town tryout for pre-Broadway. And then you start to have a conversation or start to think in your mind uh, as you were listening to Dear Evan Hansen, what it would be like if, you know, they were, there was a mashup of that. So just run us, run us through yeah. how that all happened. Absolutely. Well, so first and foremost, I've been a graphic designer, you know, basically my whole life. Um, so I love typography. I love graphics. I love everything about vector art. And so, um, you know, like like you mentioned, we had gone to the out-of-town tryout for Mean Girls, the very first performance, which was Halloween of 2017. Feels like yesterday, but that was quite a few years ago now. And uh, fell in love with it. You know, just a teen bop. And uh, Dear Evan Hansen, of course, was another popular teen musical at the time. It had just recently won the Tony a few months prior to that for Best Musical. And so we were on the flight home from D.C. talking about Mean Girls and while listening to Dear Evan Hansen and then kind of had this vision, well, what would it be if we kind of mashed up the two musicals just from a poster art point of view? You know, so would it be Dear Katie Heron? And instead of hashtag you will be found, will it be, you know, you can't sit with us? Uh, and so just kind of scrawled out some quick sketches on the back of the napkin on the plane. And, and that was actually the, the idea for Parody Bill kind of took off from there. Um, essentially just as a, a fun little hobby idea. And then it, it kind of blossomed from that point. Yeah. So going back to the intro where I was saying that I was excited about sharing your story, I feel like now in the pandemic, so many of the artists who are unable to maybe do what they usually do, which is perform on stage, are searching for that artistic outlet to either 
just purely express themselves or maybe come up with a business, things like that. Um, I'd love to ask you when, you know, you make the napkin sketch and you're just thinking about this idea in general, did you have any, um, reservations as to like, will people like this? Do I care? Were you, were, was there any hesitation to put that idea out into the universe? It's always very scary to come out you know, in many different ways and say, hey, world, this is who I am or this is what I am going to do. Uh, and so, yeah, absolutely. It, it was, we thought it was fun. You know, the few of us who were involved with the very early genesis of Parody Bill and wondered like, will people appreciate this? Uh, and so it's one of those things where you just have to kind of take the risk and, you know, to put yourself out there and say, hey, this is an awesome idea. I believe in it. And whether it's just something fun that I get started on or it actually has uh, some legs and moves forward, uh, I'm going to try it. And especially in times like this, like you said, where so many other avenues are closed down to us, you know, being able to take a risk and try something new, there's never been a better time to do that. Yeah. Can you recall who you, sh besides your your inner circle that were we're helping you with the project. Can you remember who you shared it with first? What was it friends? Did you go straight to public that you didn't know? Uh, can you recall that story? Yeah. So, um, from a design point of view, I've been doing this type of parody work, you know, for friends and family for years. Uh, you know, so outside of the professional space, you know, working people into different logos was always been something that I've done for, you know, gifts family, friends. And so I said, Hey, you know, there would be, there's definitely a space for this in the theatrical community. So I'm going to kind of dial up a few of these ideas and then share it with other colleagues who also have a passion in the design and the theater space, just to kind of see, does this resonate? Is this fun? Is it clever? Do you like it? And I got a lot of interestingly positive feedback. And so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, great. We've, we've tested it with a limited audience. Let's throw it out on the Instagram and just see if it goes anywhere. Who knew? Yeah. And yeah. Right. So that was back, uh, February 22nd, 2018, your that's website right. said. Yeah, that's right. right. So you put, you start your Instagram and I can remember, you know, starting Bill for the stages and how much it's evolved, um, over the past couple of years. when. You first put Parody Bill out on Instagram. Was it like, you know, you had 10,000 followers in one day? Or tell us about that initial setup of everything. Absolutely. Um, no, definitely not 10,000 followers in one day. Anyone who's used Instagram knows that it is a slow roll and you're in it for the long haul. It is a long game. Uh, and so, you know, the first few posts we did, like you said, February 22nd, 2018, which actually coincided with Frozen's first preview on Broadway. So the, some of the first parodies we did were of Frozen. And so we figured that that was a, a good enough reason to get started. Um, but it, there were people who liked it right away and it started to get uh, a good following. But then it's also a slow, slow uh, roll. And Instagram, of course, continues to evolve its algorithm and how people see what they see. Uh, so it's a challenge because sometimes you think, hey, this is going to be great. A million people are going to love this and should see it. And uh, not as many people see it as you would love them to see. So um, it's all about you know, trying new things, being creative, you know, taking some opportunities to refine an approach and, and, and uh, keeping at it and keeping steady. Mm. 
What advice would you give to someone just starting out besides just chipping away, like you mm-hmm. said, that slow roll? What other things um, off the top of your head would you recommend to someone just starting out to try to gain some traction? Well, the advice that I follow very, very strongly and always share with people comes from one of my other favorite musicals, Gypsy. And that advice is get yourself a gimmick and you too can be a star. And so you got to have a gimmick because there's so many people out there that are competing for eyes and likes and followers and business. What makes your gimmick special? And so I think that's what I've always kept in the back of my head with Parody Bill is get this gimmick and keep it and refine it and hone it and know exactly what it is. Because if you start to try to do everything or do something that other people are doing really, really well, like, well, what sets you apart? What makes you special? And I think in the theater community, of course, like everybody's looking for that next thing that makes them unique and special. Um, We all want to stand out. We all want to be loved for who we are. And uh, so I think from with a business perspective, it's, you know, finding what that gimmick is, honing it, and just being true to it and standing by it. Love that. All right. Hopefully everyone's listening out there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go back right. to the slow roll. To the slow roll yep. Because um, on the podcast, we love to parallel a journey in uh, a career in theater, or in this case, um, your gimmick that you were just talking about, with a life pursuit of fitness and how each are never owned. It's always a continual, uh, continuous pursuit, and it's always filled with ups and downs. So a lot of people in fitness, when they're just getting started, or maybe they were at a high level of fitness, but during this pandemic, rightfully so, they might have fell off uh, their game a little bit, and they have that daunting task of getting back to it. Um, so whether it's that or getting started, there is the element of it being a slow roll and it takes time and it's not going to just happen instantly. Were there times during that slow roll where, you know, you wanted to just say, eh, it was fun at first, but I don't know if this is going to pan out or just tell us a little bit about like when it wasn't fun <laughs> or was, or when it wasn't the highs, you know, give us a low that can, that our listeners can be like, oh, you know, uh, Craig went through this, but look where he he's he's has ended up because of being resilient. I'll say. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, it's a lot of work, obviously. Um, parody bill by design 
you know, it looks like it's run by a lot of people, but it's really not. It's a very, very, very small group of us. Um, I myself do a lot of the heavy lifting and it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of fun work, you know, coming up with the ideas and actually doing the designs and then, you know, commercializing it to the very small degree that we do. Um, often is done in the wee hours of the night in addition to the day jobs that we all have, right? Um, but I'll tell you that the the benefit of it, I think I first recognized was the first time we went to Broadway Con a few years ago and, you know, set up a, a small booth in the expo right there in the New York Hilton. And just the amount of, you know, positive reaction we got from the fans that came through the expo who would share things like, oh my gosh, Parody Bill is one of my favorite, you know, Broadway Instagram accounts. It's so fun. We love it. It gets me through those hard days. And, and you know, these are kids who, you know, follow a ton of Broadway celebrities and personalities on Instagram. And there's a lot of, you know, competition in the marketplace for that type of adjacency. But just getting a lot of that feedback from, you know, the fan community, the theater community, that this is something that resonates with them. They love it. They enjoy it. It just kind of gives you that, you know, that power to keep moving forward and to keep delivering things that the people love. So, you know, I don't do parody build only for myself. We do it for the people that have grown to love it. Yeah. So for, for those of you that haven't seen parody bill on Instagram or the website, can you, let's uh, go into a couple of maybe of your favorite mashups that you've, uh, that you've done. Are there any off the top of your head that you always it, whatever it brings a smile to your face or you're like this one this is this is my ride or die i love these mashups i do yeah yeah definitely so you know it's not just broadway that we do mashups with it's all broadway's the basis but we do a lot of infusion of other pop culture elements in it too so i've grown up a pop culture guy what can i say i love movies i love television i love it all and so probably one of the hallmark marquee mashups that we ride on is the Jurassic Park Little Shop of Horrors combo, which is, you know, affectionately titled Skid Row. So, you know, instead of the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex in the emblem, it is, of course, Audrey 2. So that's one of my favorites. That was one of the ones that we designed early, early on. It was kind of the core original class of 2018. Um, but we kept it. We didn't release that one right away because it's one of those ones that you wanted to have a good rationale for putting it out there. So I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came into theaters one weekend. And so it was the perfect time to put that one out there. That one remains one of my favorites. Um, another one that I love because of its, you know, the way that it works so well is the Mean Girls Lion King crossover, affectionately titled The Apex Predator. Uh, because just by nature, the Apex Predator song from Mean Girls uh, in the musical, one of the one of the greatest moments in that musical, is also you know works so well as the title of the Lion King. So taking the graphic elements of you know the famous Taylor Louderman transitioning her into a graphic style that looks like the Mufasa icon from the Lion King was so much fun to do, uh, and that one has been a really big fan favorite as well. How often do you release? new themes do they come uh, i'll start with that and then my second question is do they all come easily or do some you're just kind of banging your head against the wall until they finally you know hit that sweet spot yep that's a good question um 
we don't necessarily have a regular publishing schedule. You know, whenever there's new content to come out, we kind of try and find the right opportunity to launch it so that it's uh, relevant with what's going on in you know the week or the month or the year, whatever it might be. Uh, and so, of course, with Broadway on pause right now, there has been not as many new works coming up. We used to always publish whenever there was an opening night or, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate this new show that's opening. So uh, we've had to be creative and find other hallmarks on which to hang new properties. Um, as far as the creation of the ideas, it is, it's, it's sometimes easy and sometimes very difficult. I always say the idea is 85% of the, of the parody because you can't put something out there that isn't clever, or at least we have to think it's clever. That's what I always say. And so sometimes people say, oh, you've got to do something. Why don't you cross over this and this? And then you sit back and say, that's a good idea, except what is, like, what's the hook? What's the gimmick of that particular mashup? And so sometimes they're very easy, and sometimes we think about it for a while, and we'll work on it for a while, and then throw it out because it doesn't really work. Um, so in some cases, you know, the, the crossover is brilliant, right? So I remember going to see six, uh, in, in New York about two weeks before Broadway shut down, it was still in previews and I hadn't seen it yet, but I'd listened to it. And I said, okay, what are we going to do with six? Like, what's going to be, you know, the crossover. And then of course, like it happens in the, you know, second word of the show where she says beheaded. And I was like, ah, oh, yes, we're going to cross that over with wicked because it works so well in the title sequence. And then, oh, the two uh, you know, queens that lost their heads happen to be pink and green, which works so well with Glinda and Elphaba. So done, that one was like, the idea was nailed in the bag. Now we sit down and we do the design work. Mm. I love that. I love that. Do you, uh, you know the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner? Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing movie. You, you know when he's at they're at like a a town meeting in a in a school and he's like scribbling on that newspaper you know you know what i'm saying he, yep. uh he like remember one of the the voices that he heard he's like trying to figure it out i can see you like with a with a playbill like oh like scribbling into the playbill like these ideas unfortunately that is what happens for the most part you know now every time i go see a new show the back of my head is like okay what's going to be the crossover what's the parody hmm. and i'll sit there the entire time and and in my head i'm thinking through three or four different things uh and then hopefully i remember them when the show's over right it's tough my my wife or friends that i might bring to shows when i'm going to see clients in the show they'll always i guess tease me that i never can just enjoy going to the show like i'm always creating content whether it's for our youtube vlog or interviewing them uh post show for the podcast things like that so i feel i feel your i i guess i'll say i'll feel your pain to put the commonly expressed uh expression there but um it's hard to separate work and pleasure when you go to the show right exactly but it's a lot of fun right it's a uh, a difficult challenge but it's one that we eagerly accept so on the website you have you have mugs, you have t-shirts, you have all kinds of stuff you put your your designs on. What are there any is there anything in the future as far as changes or or new themes that might be uh you know on the chopping block for parody bill? Any new elements you might be exploring? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Stickers are our biggest seller. Everybody seems to love stickers. So we're always creating new stickers. Um, the calendar, we've done the calendar annually for four years now. Um, sorry, three years now. We're in our third calendar. And um, that one is a, a big seller. Obviously, without Broadway Con this year, it's been you know a little bit more difficult for people to get their hands on things in person. That was always a, a big uh, event for us. So of course, like everything, we've switched to digital, and that's a, a big digital presence. Uh, I'm working on puzzles, believe it or not, because uh, in the pandemic, a lot of people have gotten into puzzling as a great pastime. And so we actually did the playbill, the most recent playbill puzzle recently, and it was so much fun. And so we said, let's do it. Let's do a puzzle. So we're gonna be working on that uh, in the near future. Oh, cool. I think that'll be a hit for sure. Um, Last question. Last question. The uh, pandemic is either, I don't know if if we'll ever say the words coming to a close. I, I hope so. But we're back in Broadway. We're back on, uh, in the theater watching shows. What's the first show you're going to go see when you're able to? I think it might actually be Hades Town for the fourth or fifth time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So not, a, not, a, not one you haven't seen yet. What, well, what... I feel like I'm pretty up to date. Believe it or not, we saw a slew of shows the weekend of March 6th. So mm-hmm. almost everything that was in previews at that point we had gotten the chance to see. So we saw Diana, we saw Company, uh, which was awesome. And of course, right after that is where you know the bottom fell out. So I feel relatively up to date with whatever was in the spring season um, that had the chance to at least open. So that said, whatever is back and ready to open again, I will be there with bells on. Oh, I'm telling you. I actually had tickets to that very week of the shutdown. I had tickets to West Side Story and Book of Mormon to see some clients, and it just never happened. Yeah, and I I did get to see Company, and um, I was vlogging that for our YouTube Bill for the Stage, and a coincidentally enough, a New York Times reporter stopped uh, my friend that I uh, brought, and she was interviewing us about COVID nineteen and like, what have you heard? What do you think? And we were so oblivious, just yeah. so oh, clueless, totally, totally. and yeah. And yeah. we go into the theater and watch the show business as usual. And then days later, you know, Broadway shut down. It, it's so funny. I remember specifically that Thursday, or was it March 12th? It was Six's opening night that evening. And we had just prepared our first Six parody that we were putting out there. And I think I had a kind of break in between meetings. And so I did the posts on Instagram at lunch, you know, a few hours before the opening night. And then, of course, like an hour later, you hear in the news everything that happened. And it was like wild to think that that was happening. And then, you know, even thinking about, oh, it's only four weeks. We'll be back April 15th. Ha ha ha. Yep. And here we we are. We, uh, Adriana Hicks from Six is one of our clients. And we had her on the podcast. And she was telling us her story of how it was closed on opening night and how (laughs) there's a bunch of the story that was sad comical all the things but one of them was that you know opening night you have your dressing rooms just decked out with gifts and different uh like celebratory things everywhere and she and the other cat the cast members didn't end up going to the theater because of them shutting it down and saying you know don't come but later on when they went to collect their things from their dressing rooms whatever weeks a month later or so 
all of the gifts and the like banners and the balloons, they were still there. And I can't, can't imagine how haunting that, that would have been for them going into the dressing room. I hate it so much. I really do. But at, as if uh, Broadway's skin wasn't already thick enough, I, I am excited for how much, how stronger we all will be even more so when returning. Absolutely. It's going to be, you know, everyone talks about that first night when we're back in the theater and you're in the audience or you're on the stage, wherever you may be in that space, like what that feeling will be the first time you step foot in there. Um, it's going to be unbelievable. The applause and the thunder will be so loud. You'll hear it, you know, yeah. all around. Yeah. All right, Craig, that'll do it for our episode. Thanks so much for joining us on. Thanks for having page. me. Yeah, it was really fun. My pleasure. All right, everyone. That was Craig Feldman, founder of Parody Bill. You can check out all their information in the description of this episode. Make sure to give them a follow on social media. Check out their website. Once again, if you listened and you liked uh, the episode, DM us on Instagram at Bill for the Stage. Tell us you listened to the Parody Bill episode and we'll hop on their site and get you a gift from us at Bill for the Stage. Uh, Special thanks to our producing team, Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. And don't forget about that free trial, billforthestage.com. Start your fitness journey with us and the fam. All right, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.